are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast and welcome to our special Behind the Geeks episode for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 3. My name is Justin and if you're joining us for the first time, well, we are Geek Centric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geek Centric. Joining me for today's interviews uh, is one of my fellow batches. Uh, you might know her if you've been following our Bad Batch series, our watch clubs, as CT018. But you can call her brushstroke, Megan Chambers. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm I'm super excited uh, to to introduce uh, for our, our listeners who we had the chance to talk from Star Wars: The Bad Batch season three. Uh, this time around, there are some familiar faces and and some uh, some newcomers, if you will, in more ways than one. As always, a huge thanks to our friends at Disney Studios Canada for uh, helping to set up these interviews uh, and getting us in there. I was fortunate enough to talk with Brad Rao, supervising director and executive producer, and Jennifer Corbett, who's the head writer and executive producer as well. Uh, I actually was fortunate enough to talk to them last year as well for uh, oh, nice. the launch of Bad Batch Season 2. So this felt very much like a continuation. I was able to get in a little bit more because we are at season three, which we found out obviously at Celebration uh, back in April of, of 2023 is going to be the last season. So there was there was a lot to talk about. Uh, but that's who I talked to. Meg, you yes. actually got to do your first interview. I did. Uh, and uh, why don't you tell the listeners who who you were able to talk with? Absolutely. Well, last year, Nate got the uh, opportunity to talk to D. Bradley Baker, who is the voice Correct. of every single clone in the animated series. Um, but I got to talk to, with Nate as well, uh, the beautiful voice of little baby Omega. We got to talk to <laughs> Michelle Ang, which was yeah amazing she's so cool so kiwi and i just love her so much <laughs> yeah no this is these are a great set of interviews uh again like you said last year we were fortunate enough to to talk to d bradley uh we were trying to get michelle on that list unfortunately based on timing and just logistics it didn't happen so i'm so grateful that we're able to have her on the podcast and to have you doing an interview with Nate. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, but without further ado, here are interviews with Brad Rao and Jennifer Corbett, as well as Michelle Ang from Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 3. Enjoy. Hey, Brad. Hey, Jennifer. How Hi. are you both doing today? Great. Good. How you doing? I, I'm doing great. I, it's kind of surreal because I, I spoke to you last year at the beginning of, of the press for uh, season two. So I'm very humbled to be able to continue the conversation as we get into season three. Um, congratulations uh, as well for, for getting here. Season three, uh, the final season, as well as being labeled, uh, I, I believe, by Saturn Awards as as the best animated series for season two. Congratulations. Well deserved. Um, how does it how does it feel to be to be here at the end of, of this very bittersweet because <laughs> we've been we've been living with this final season for a while uh and I, we're just excited for everybody to see what's in store and it, i mean the show has meant so much to us that um yeah i it's it, it's been a great journey 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think bittersweet is the exact sentiments. You know, since season one, we've been doing weekly uh, episode discussions with with every episode. So, you know, this this season thus far from what we've seen is is going to deliver some great storytelling. Now, Brad, I, I, I imagine it was quite a ballet, if you will, working on season two and season three. I, I feel like logistically they were kind of back to back. I didn't know it at the time, but now I'm imagining that they were kind of, there was some overlap. Was there any challenges that that came up during that process? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. There was, uh, I mean, for Jen and me both, we're, you know, we're honored to be here on behalf of our crew, but it's literally hundreds of people working on various aspects of the episode. So yeah, there there was a point in time where we realized we were working on almost two dozen episodes in one day. Jen and I (laughs) was like meet from morning to night going through every little bit, whether it's, you know, a script all the way to being in a mix for an episode and everything in between the way that the schedule stacks. Yeah. You just work on, on a little bit of everything. So yeah, that when that went through the end of season two into season three, very challenging as season three becomes more serialized and more of a connected story that there's a, there's an advantage to being able to correct, keep things going, make sure that we're, you know, we're not making any mistakes, but it's also really tricky to balance all those plates. Yeah, I can only imagine to the the amount of of effort that goes into doing that many episodes, and you know the idea that obviously at the time when I, I talked to you guys at, at the beginning of season two, there was no word of season three, but you guys were obviously working on it behind the scenes. So it must again been just such a, a balance of trying to focus on getting those episodes out while also working forward. Was it always intended to be three seasons? Was that always this sort of overarching uh, idea of 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 this series? That was our hope. Um, of course, we, we weren't sure if we would be able to get that 100%, but we are lucky enough that uh, Lucasfilm and Disney Plus have been very supportive of the show. And yeah, we're, we're so glad we got to end it the way we wanted to end it and really had time to make the final season uh, what, what it is. Yeah, I think fans will always appreciate a, a, a series that knows its ending, that knows where it's going, right. uh, versus a series that might just kind of fill in the gaps to get there eventually. Um, so I, I definitely appreciate knowing that that was over, you know, the overarching theme was to get it to a third season. Uh, Jen, you know, you're, you're the writer of this, this this story, as well as an executive producer. You, you have had your hands in all three seasons um, you know, we've got themes from the Bad Batch that deal with identity, loyalty, family, purpose. But then on top of that, we have this overarching story that's really being explored with with Tantis, Hemlock, cloning in general. How much of that was built into sort of the er, like season one and carried forward? Because it seems like it's obviously very integral as we get into uh, season three. Well, cloning's been a part of the whole series. Of, mm-hmm. It feels like it's a nice um, bookend because we start with Camino and now we're ending uh, with Tantus. And uh, it's just been a part of the clone journey is the fact that this this is what's going on. It was happening with the Republic and now how the Empire has changed things and how they're using it to their advantage. So in terms of the the tantus and what's going on there that came more to be towards the end of season one when we teased it and then obviously we had more in season two but really during season three uh, tantus is like a character on the show because it's again what's going on there i know people are curious about and we will be answering some questions yeah and i'm sure you're not going to be able to answer it all but i know us 
here at Geek Centric, you know, we are we got our own theories. We, you know, there's there's a lot of explanation there. We we think it's gonna justify somehow Palpatine returned and we feel like it's feeding into that, but I digress. I won't I won't get into any more of that. Um you you know, again, there's been such a a a strength of of family and loyalty and and purpose that comes from this this story that's so honed in on 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 the bad batch for both of you is there any one of these clones that you feel like you can relate to i mean yeah i mean the weird the weird sounds lame but true answer is all of them a little yeah, bit yeah i figured you know? yeah yeah and it's like there's times when we're talking about a story and it's funny, Jen, you'll have a point of view of a character. I'll have a point of view of another character. And that's actually really helpful for the creative process. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like a lame answer, but all of them. No, it's, I get it. I would say the same. Yeah. I, I, I concur. <laughs> well, especially given the fact of how, how much you've, you've invested in, in creating these characters, I imagine there's a little bit of, of each character that kind of you can connect with. I, I know for myself, that's, that would be, be the answer that I would go with. Um, you know, we're, we are here at the final season with the conclusion of the bad batch, you know, what aspects of the series are you guys most proud of? And also with that, what do you hope fans will take away from this final season? Jen, why don't we start with you? Oh, I, I, I think I'm just mo most proud of the, relationships between the the group and uh, the whole squad and and just the message that through the ups through the downs through the mi mistakes that people make you're able to uh find forgiveness and and move on and make amends and i think that's important in life uh and again i know we're telling a fictional story but it, it's the stories i hope resonate with people um and yeah that's that's what i'm most proud of but then also i just uh, working with this entire um this entire team the animation team uh because they care uh, so much about what we're doing and give 110 percent to to the show so. yeah brad how about for yourself oh that's gonna be hard to top jen that's, <laughs> that's, that's uh oh that's i mean i feel i feel the same way really um it's yeah, characters, even though they're family, they're all so different and overcoming differences to come to a common good to do good is a, such a worthy story. I'm very proud we've been able to tell that story in the show and same behind the scenes. We're like some weird bad batch, all of us working yeah. together, putting our heart and soul into these characters. It's been really bittersweet for the entire cast and crew when we had our final recording session as we're like wrapping up the show it's uh we all you know there's been a lot of tears and a lot of eyes and i'll say one last thing just so it's not exactly a rip off of what you're saying jen but the the action is something we talk about a lot mm -hmm. although not the most important thing um to be able to continually top our action set pieces and everybody has a different opinion but as season three moves on some of the craziest most epic action set pieces we've ever done you will see they're really cool well, I'm I'm excited. I've only seen the first eight episodes, but my God, I am hooked. I am ready for more. Um, Jennifer, Brad, thank you so much for taking the time again to join us on the Geek Centric Podcast to talk about this outstanding series. I know I can speak for all of us here where I say we are just such big fans of this story. It is bittersweet to see it end, but 
I'm I'm very excited to see what you both do next uh, within the Lucasfilm family because uh, I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, hope you both have a fantastic day. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Hey, Michelle, my name's Nate. And I'm Megan. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today on the Geek-Centric Podcast. How are you doing? Hi, guys. I'm I'm good. I'm having great fun today chatting to lots of people. Well, we're, we're stoked to talk to you. Uh, we both love Omega so much and have grown to love her so much over these three seasons. Um, and, and in these three seasons, are there aspects of Omega that maybe you've brought from yourself? And then are, is there anything maybe that she's given back to you? Um, y- yes, there is, you know, I think it was, I was incredibly grateful and lucky to be able to be a cast, but be also inhabit my own natural accent, which is a New Zealand accent. And, you know, I was sharing with, you know, with another journalist, like there is a, um, a cultural specificity to how New Zealanders emotionally, uh, like, like face emotional situations. I like to think of it as like an aggressive casualness, <laughs> um, <laughs> which might seem inappropriate with the sagas that unfold in Star Wars. But I, I do think that that is something that I've sort of offered up and Brad, our director, has at times accepted and it gives Omega this really interesting quality of childlike sort of naivete in the face of you know something very very big and super consequential but she can still be like well yeah of course we should do that (laughs) um, everyone (laughs) yeah I don't know I have a lot of fun and I think um that kind of specific emotional response sort of like is a bit of a unusual thing so I hope I think fans probably enjoy that um as to what Omega's given me you know there's it's I guess it's camaraderie and this sense of feeling connected to people some of who you might not even have met like Omega cares obviously about her Clone Force 99 brothers but especially in season three this connection to like clones at large and making sure that you know they're not being taken advantage of and you know, I mean, I'd like to think I'm a good human and aware of that too, but on a smallest sort of sphere for myself, just amazed at all the people it takes to create something like the Bad Batch, like people we don't see that maybe journalists don't get to talk to, like the composers and the incredible team of visual artists and, you know, Brad, who's directing all these pieces and our beautiful PR team. And then having that sort of multiply and touching so many people like yourselves. I've been to celebrations. I went to London last year and just was blown away that people from all around the European continent predominantly, but had come together and found camaraderie with each other, despite, you know, being strangers, essentially. Um, That has been really uh, eye-opening for me. That's amazing. Yeah, it sounds like you share a lot of her compassion that she's sort of developed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know she's yeah she's uh grown over these three seasons and with this being the final season of the series what's it like saying goodbye to this cast and your bad batch brothers it's so sad like it's really bittersweet you you know I I remember clearly when we were told yes we're gonna get a third season because nothing is ever taken for granted you know the fact that we got to make it at all is awesome and we had our fingers crossed, obviously. So it was like, yes, third season, but it will be the final. So it was like, okay. Uh, and then as you can imagine, opening the script uh, on the for the final episode, there was a real moment, you know, sometimes I'm on the go and, you know, having to multitask. And But there was a reverence when I opened this final last script to be like, okay, here we go. 
And I think that was reflective of the entire team and our process of um, recording it as well. There was a lot more solemnness uh, around it. And we got to do it in person in LA because, you know, a lot of the time I'm, we're all kind of in remote places. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I have hope that the story could have larger repercussions. I, I have a desire and a wish for Filoni to throw me in the ring of live action, which is my first and foremost kind of um, working space. Um, but I think that everyone will be very satisfied. Things will end as they should in season three. It's a very satisfying ending. Oh, that's so great to hear. Um, for a more fun question, you know, every, every clone uh, comes with a CT number, but they all give themselves their own little nicknames to be individual. Uh, Michelle, if you were a clone, what would your nickname be? As Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, to give oh you gosh. an example, just to help, I'm an illustrator, so I call myself Brushstroke. And I like hugs, so I would just call myself Hugs. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, no, I can only think of negative things. That's so bad, eh? I'm like, <laughs> neurotic? That's not a very cool name. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, my God. Honestly, you know, like when you get an idea and it's stuck in your head, it's like, that's like me right now. It's like thinky thinker like someone who overthinks <laughs> I love it I love it how would I turn that into a name that sounds very lame uh, oh, move. go 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 you know something like that it works I think it works thank you awesome well uh thinky uh Michelle thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us uh we love we love Omega so much and uh we can't wait to see her grow uh, emotionally and physically uh, in this next season, or in this final season. So thank you so much. Well, thank you guys for watching and thanks for your fun questions. <laughs> thank you. And that is it. That is our interviews. Uh, Meg, great job. Uh, obviously, oh, first thanks. time. You were very relaxed. I know you were a little nervous ahead of time. Was there a highlight for you? Yeah, I mean, I not only is she probably the easiest person to do an interview with as my first interview. She was so laid back, so chill. I, mm -hmm. She answered the questions incredibly well. And I think a highlight for me was a question that I came up with and was excited to ask her. We all have our own Bad Batch nicknames. So yes. I asked her what hers was and her response was pretty hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, the, the idea of being called an overthinker uh, or thinky uh, is is yeah. pretty awesome. I did like uh, the name neurotic. I, I thought the name neurotic yeah. might might work for for a clone somewhere. Uh, maybe not for percent. not for Michelle, but uh, yeah, no, this was great. Uh, it was so awesome to just chat with them again. This is our last time. This is you know th they dubbed this as the finale uh, for for the Bad Batch. Um, so you you get the the overarching sentiments from both interviews here yeah. that. It was hard. Uh, it was it was bittersweet being able to tell the story that they wanted to tell in the way they wanted to tell it, uh, but also just having to say goodbye to these characters. But I did really enjoy hearing that she hopes Filoni decides to throw her into the live action because 
you know, she does, she did do live action. It, it was really great, but uh, I'm crossing my fingers. I mean, she doesn't look a whole lot like Omega, but I think sure. with the right wigs, <laughs> Star <laughs> the Wars right can wigs, wigs and, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, I think they could, they could do something, but you know, again, leave it in the hands of Filoni, who's now he knows what's going creative on. oversight over all of this stuff. Uh, we'll yep. see. We'll see what happens. But that is it for our special behind the geeks uh, for Star Wars: The Bad Batch season three. If you actually want to watch these interviews uh, and actually see the facial reactions from Brad and Jennifer as we we talk about saying goodbye to these characters, what they meant to them, and and just to see the the glowing smile from Michelle and Megan, uh, well, you can do so by uh, heading over to our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/slash/geekcentric. Both of those interviews, just the interviews, are available for you to watch. Uh, I will have uh, links in the show notes. Uh, but we got more Bad Batch coming, like our spoiler-free review, which will be dropping tomorrow, uh, February twenty-first, uh, where we actually discuss the first eight episodes, spoiler-free, very overarching. So don't worry. We're, we're, we're not going to spoil anything. We're just going to give our impressions. <laughs> but we are kicking off yet again our third and final watch club uh, for The Bad Batch Season 3. It's going to be a bit different. Uh, as I mentioned, we did see the first eight episodes. So our strategy is looking a little different this time around. Um, but also it looks like their release strategy has adapted to accommodate pairing specific episodes like you'll be getting the first three episodes on the premiere date of February 21st. Uh, so we're going to kind of try to match some of that uh, while also keeping in mind what we've seen and what we can speculate on. Uh, so a lot to look forward to. We are back. We have been away for a little while, went to Disney. There's more to talk about that, uh, but we're so excited to be back. We're so excited to be talking about the batches. Uh, Star Wars is, is animation is back in full swing. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show, let us know what you thought of those interviews. Uh, well, you can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on X. I'm giving in. I'm calling it X Oh, now. you're calling it. Just, it's, you know, <laughs> it's the for app formerly known as Twitter. Uh, you can reach us there at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Uh, but until next time, as we say. Bye. Peace.